she's cooking outdoors this year. She's like, did you see my brand new oven? You're never going to see it again, baby. We're going to the grill. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Dinner SOS, a new show from Bon Appetit, where we help our listeners solve their dinner emergencies. I'm Chris Morocco, food director of Bon Appetit and Epicurious. Here's how the show works. Each week, one listener brings us a dinner problem. And I'll work with one of our editors or someone from our amazing test kitchen to try and solve it. No problem is too big or too small. And this week, we're back with another Stuff to the Brim Thanksgiving episode. See, our listener Rose called in because her kitchen renovation has been delayed. And it might not be done until after her planned Thanksgiving dinner. So associate food editor Kendra Vaculin and I will each give Rose a Thanksgiving menu. No kitchen, no problem. Oh man, we can make it happen. Two Thanksgiving menus, but our caller only needs one. That's this week on Dinner SOS. First up, we hear from Rose, who called in from Seattle. Hey, Rose, this is Chris. How are you? Hi, doing good, thanks. Um, so, Rose, why don't you tell me, in your own words, what are you looking at here? Yeah, so basically, we were supposed to have our kitchen reno start. It would take three weeks, so we were all going to be good to go for Thanksgiving. It got pushed back to starting next week. And uh, I know, you know, renovations, they always are exactly on time and nothing ever goes long. So now we're starting to be very concerned that we will not have a kitchen for Thanksgiving. And we are paying to fly my mother-in-law out to see our house for the first time since COVID. (sighs) So guests are definitely coming. Kitchen looking very dicey. Very dicey. (laughs) Dicey at best, let's say. (laughs) But ultimately, you're going to need to make something happen and feed people somehow, right? Yep, that is correct. I was hoping that my friends, when I told them like, oh, oh no, we're not going to have a kitchen. I was hoping someone would be like, oh, we can just host at our place. And they were like, no, you you do totally fine. You, your <laughs> table's all set up in your living room. It'll be great. You've got this. No kitchen, you know, guests inbound. I love the confidence. I mean, clearly yep. <laughs> they must have seen you um, rise to the occasion in the past or something, huh? Yeah, I was told one year that my turkey was the best turkey anyone ever had, which I feel like also puts a bunch of pressure on the situation because now I'm like, okay, I have a track record of having good Thanksgivings. I got to pull it out of my hat this time. The impossible weight of great expectations, you know. So um, tell me more about the turkey you made that was, quote, the best turkey that your friends had ever had. Yeah, Um, It was the first time I ever cooked a turkey, which was uh, a little intimidating. But I researched for days, what's the best way to cook a turkey? What does everyone recommend? Um, And I went with brining it. And I just bought wet brine. Yep. Wet brine. Who were you you looking at who was like, no, you need to wet brine your bird in the year 2020 or whenever it was? Uh, Yeah, it was 2020. No, I just researched online and people said that that made it the juiciest. So I was like, okay, okay. I'll do it. I don't know what I'm doing. I bought a Williams-Sonoma wet brine spice blend <laughs> and a, a plastic bag kit that they sold. So had it in the fridge for a couple of days. Oh, wow. And uh, everyone raved about it. So I did that again last year as well. I was like, okay, this is the method now. The kit, the bag, the whole shebang. Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. So... To get back to the issue at hand, you may not have a kitchen, 
Yeah. But you're hosting. Yeah. Whatever happens. And um, you will not have access to an oven, correct? Correct. Our cooking tools are, we have a propane grill out on the deck. Uh, I have a large instant pot uh, and I have an air fryer. Oh, and are you pretty comfortable with the grill? I'm pretty comfortable. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not like a Hank Hill grill master <laughs> knows it all, but I, I can grill. <laughs> okay. You know, it's funny. Uh, there were a few Thanksgivings that my uncle felt compelled to make a second turkey just in the spirit of having extra leftovers. And I always got put on the grilled turkey duty. And it was actually kind of magical, you know, just kind of being outdoors. And I don't know what it's like in Seattle in November, but I imagine it's not like brutally cold or anything. No, it's not brutally cold. Yeah. I, I think the cool thing is like the the grill is actually a pretty solid way of cooking a turkey. Um, and let me just ask you this, like, you know, are you kind of committed to having you know, something of like a Norman Rockwell whole turkey presentation moment? Or like you're the kind of person who's like, well, I made you turkey curry. There's turkey in there. Get over it. You're not getting like a postcard turkey here. I don't think it has to be a postcard turkey. I would say that for the main dish, thinking of my mother-in-law's tastes, something that leaned more traditional in some way. Would probably go over best with her. Okay. Um, but it doesn't have to be like the full, you know, trussed up bird with the stuffing inside by any means. Enough said. All right. We hear, hear you loud and clear. In terms of what you hope to find around that turkey, is there anything that's just sort of like non-negotiable, have to have it, ride or die? Or is everything else just kind of like loose and open to interpretation? I think the sides are very open to interpretation. So um, last question, if I asked you really nicely to kind of do a dry run of doing something on the grill, would that be something that you're open to pre-Thanksgiving? Yeah. I mean, we don't have a kitchen anyway, so why not? I have to cook food for us to eat. Somehow we can't live on pizza every night. Yeah. I don't know. For you, I sort of see this entire image emerging of like three to five dishes and not that you have to do them all, but just things that I think that can be doable on the grill. I'm feeling so fired up about it. I think we're, um, we're going to be in great shape here. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling a lot more confident about it too. I was like, as long as I have a plan, then not having a kitchen, it's fine. I can deal with it. I have a solution. Whatever happens, you're in good hands. (laughs) I'm so glad you called. Yeah, thank you. I'm very excited for it. After I spoke with Rose, I called up Kendra Vaculin. Hello? Kendra, it's Chris. Hello. Hi, how are you? Kendra's an associate food editor at Bon Appetit, and I thought she'd be the right person to help Rose with her outdoor Thanksgiving because she's an innovative recipe developer. Plus, when it comes to competition, Kendra does not shy away. But most importantly, if my memory serves me right, Kendra is also a grill master. I feel like I have memories of you with your little Smokey Joe Weber, like on your Mm. rooftop. Yes. (laughs) Once I confirmed my suspicions, I filled Kendra in on Rose's situation. I called her from the test kitchen, which is always a little noisy and hectic. 
I wanted to talk to you about Rose. Now, okay. Rose is not sure that she's going to have a kitchen this Thanksgiving. Oh. oh. There's some renovations afoot. And Rose, it sounds like, you know, is happy to take things outside to the grill. Okay. And, like, maybe you, as somebody who's, like, cooked things outdoors in less than ideal conditions... Yes. You know, uniquely well situated to be able to help her, you know, find a few recipes that she'll be able to pull off and still be able to host Thanksgiving, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, November in Seattle is rough times to be grilling, but we'll make it happen. Yeah. So, like, you'll come up with, like, a kind of a core dish plus a couple sides. I'll come up with, you know, a central dish plus a couple sides. We'll propose, you know, our different scenarios to her and then see what, what she goes for. How does that sound? I love it. I will come prepared tomorrow with my suggestions. Kendra and I put our menus together and then got Rose back on the line. First, we had to know what was up with the kitchen renovations. The kitchen right now has been fully ripped out. Uh, So we got to see the very groovy original 1969 tile that was hidden under the new flooring. Uh, Found some great little quirks of the kitchen, like why does the uh, vent hood just vent straight into the attic through a random hole? Mm. Why isn't it an actual (laughs) vent? You always knew it smelled like burgers up there, and now you know why. (laughs) Yeah, but I I think it's going good, but we'll see what else we discover as, as the process goes on. Well, I guess the big question, Rose, is like, is there any chance they're actually going to have finished before Thanksgiving? That's a good question. They're supposed to finish the week before Thanksgiving. So again, if it like goes according to plan, then yes. And right now it seems to be going according to plan. Well, I guess the challenge for you and me, Kendra, is to get Rose so fired up to take this show outside this Thanksgiving that That it literally doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. Yeah, she's she's cooking outdoors this year. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm feeling. Did you see my brand new oven? You're never gonna see it again, baby. We're going to the grill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, we can dream anyway, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well. Rose, you know, I brought Kendra into this conversation specifically because it's confirmed. Kendra, you are a grill master. Oh, yeah. I'm big on, you know, I'm, I wouldn't call myself outdoorsy, but to the extent that I can be on my unfinished, janky little Brooklyn roof, I will be there um, come hell or high water. And honestly, sometimes it's both things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been out there in the literal winter, like it's 32 degrees out, but I have decided <laughs> that dinner is a grilled side of salmon and I'm up there with my tiny little Smoky Joe um, making it work. So I, I am a big fan of using uh, the outdoor space when available. Yes. So... um. Kendra, do you want to present some of your ideas first or would you like me to? I'm happy to kick it off if we want to go there. So um, topically, Rose, I have chosen for us, for our main, a grilled item that will involve a little tweaking on your end, but I think will be so, so delicious and a fan favorite. And it is actually developed by one Chris Morocco himself um, in the long, long ago era of July 2019. Um, <laughs> and this recipe is called Healthiest Barbecued Chicken. Do you remember this recipe, Chris? Oh, yes. 
I do. Healthy-ish, absolutely in quotes. But the conceit here is that you're kind of making your own um, barbecue sauce, like with maple syrup and Worcestershire and soy sauce, rice vinegar, sriracha, a bunch of things that could make a really nice roast turkey rub already. Mm. Um, And instead of using a broken down whole chicken, you will use a broken down whole turkey, which you can do by when you buy your turkey um, at the butcher, just ask them to break it down for you. They'll absolutely do that. And then you're going to grill it um, outside. And it'll take not that long because you have broken down your pieces, which speeds everything up from um, if you had to roast it whole or grill it whole. Um, And then this sort of beautiful gloopy, awesome, like lacquered barbecue sauce that you make then is brushed all over your turkey pieces. Um, So it will be super flavorful and sticky and fun while still maintaining sort of like the turkey integrity of the moment. Love that. Riffing. Yeah, I think... I think that could be really nice. Um, As for sides, I have two fun ones for you. One is a Solal Wiley smashed green beans with lemony sumac dressing. Um, You do have to blanch the green beans first, but if you are not in a place where you can do any blanching yourself, you can get yourself some blanched green beans at the store um, that like are good to go, ready to go. And then you can knock it off straight from there. What's fun about this um, salad too, is it's basically the battered green beans, some pepitas, uh, a sliced Asian pear and a bunch of parsley. And then you have like a really simple olive oil, lemon and sumac dressing. And then my other side, which not to do my own horn, but I did develop last year for it our Thanksgiving issue is a kale salad with a pecan vinaigrette. And this one's fun because blitzing your pecans with a little bit of apple cider vinegar, honey, and capers with olive oil and some garlic um, makes this like really rich and buttery and nutty, delicious, sort of chunky-ish dressing that goes really well with a heartier green like kale. And it's a super easy salad that taps into like the pecans flavor. But if you're not going to be baking or roasting anything off, this is a nice place to integrate those nuts um, without having to work too hard. Love that. Awesome. Wow. That that covers like a lot of ground. Chris, I want to hear yours. Okay. I'm so desperate to hear yours. Well, so this would not be the first time we've taken, you know, the turkey of it all, like outdoors. And there was a few recipes I was thinking about for you, Rose. What I wanted to recommend is a recipe from Claire Saffetz that is called Barbecue Spice Brine Turkey. Mm. This is not a wet brine turkey. Okay, I just want to take a moment here to talk about brining. The goal of any brine, whether it's a dry brine or wet brine, is to introduce salt and flavor to your meat. It can also impact how well it retains moisture throughout the cooking process. In a wet brine, like the one Rose has been using, you make a solution of water, salt, and often spices, and you literally soak the meat in it, at least overnight and up to a day or two. For what it's worth, my issue with a wet brine is that A, it's a pain to have to refrigerate a soaking bird in some kind of vessel or bag in the fridge, and B, the meat is mostly absorbing water, not necessarily flavor. For a dry brine, you cover the turkey in salt, often some sugar, and other spices before letting it sit in the fridge. It allows the turkey skin to start to dry out, priming it to render and take on deeper color when it roasts. Anyway, let's get back to the dry brine turkey recipe I was giving to Rose. 
This is a grilled turkey recipe Mm -hmm. um, where you're grilling a halved turkey. And that simple change, when you take the backbone out of the turkey and you cut it in half, it is so much easier to manipulate in the grilling environment. And, you know, ultimately, hopefully, like, just set to low and slow and just let them, you know, just kind of do their thing. It's like a dry rub that goes on and then the turkey gets grilled and it goes very quickly and pretty easily. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the breaking down, that does take so much of the panic out of it because it's like, okay, I have grilled meats before. I just haven't grilled an entire turkey. So having that that option, it's like, okay, I, I kind of feel more like I know what I'm doing. I at least have a little experience. Yep. So in terms of sides, you know, I was thinking grill specific. So this first one, this is the potato and chorizo element that is from a recipe called seared cod with potato and chorizo foil packs. This is from like a camping recipe story that I did a bajillion years ago. So this is not for the cod portion of this recipe. This is just, you know, foil packs of potato and, um, Spanish chorizo that just kind of, you can just kind of leave them on the grill grate and just let them go until the potatoes are tender. The chorizo kind of gets all kind of like oily and crispy in there. And the flavors just, they just work so well together, regardless of what main you go with. That sounds so good. Oh man. So the second recipe, this is an Andy Baragani classic. This is grilled carrots with avocado and mint. It's just a very simple, easy grilled carrot recipe. It's beautiful. But I think, you know, just bringing a Thanksgiving stalwart like carrots into play and dressing them up in a way where they'll feel bright, where it feels like they've really gained something from having been cooked on the grill. That is a great one to consider. And then finally, this is a wild card, but I just wanted to talk about it because I just love it so much and I thought it could be really cool on the grill. So years and years ago, Joshua Walker, who's the chef from Zhao Bao Biscuit in Charleston, South Carolina, he came in and developed a recipe um, for its uh, kale and cucumber salad with roasted ginger dressing. Mm. So... He had this technique, okay, that was for broiling ginger, whole skin on ginger, broiled, Kendra, broiled for like 40, 50 minutes. I just looked this up. I couldn't help it. Thank you. Yes. What the heck? Okay. Until the ginger, it, I mean, ginger is ginger, so it never gets like tender per se, but it, it breaks down and it cooks and you roast it in the skin. And I thought, oh my goodness. Oh, you can totally grill this. You could grill this. Are you kidding? You could grill that for days. Also, I just, I really got to read this first review written on this recipe on bonappetit.com is as follows from Marissa B in Portland, Oregon. She says, this salad is so fire. I will be flexing at barbecues with this until the end of the summer. Add some shredded rotisserie chicken for extra girth, five stars. (laughs) So honestly, Marissa B from Portland, Oregon is telling you 
with the poultry added, this salad is so fire. So I think it's <laughs> it's just a sign. You got to do it for sign. Thanksgiving. It's a sign. Oh my gosh. I love it. But it's, yeah, it's just such a joy to experience, you know, an ingredient that like you might know from one context, but in this, it's like the, the ginger gets roasted and then it just gets pureed to create this really richly body dressing and it just gets slathered over raw kale. And it's just, yeah. it's otherworldly. So- Anyway, Rose, I'm hoping you might indulge us by trying, you know, one or two of these things. We'd love to know how it goes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, listening to the menu options you provided, I think the hardest part is going to be narrowing down because all of them (laughs) sound so good. I'm like, okay, which of these do I want to try first? I think my friends will definitely want to come over for an early Thanksgiving dry run. (laughs) If our biggest problem is that you're going to have a hard time choosing what to cook, I think we've done our job. But I guess you will be the judge of that next time we talk, hopefully. So we can't wait to hear what you choose. Make it work. Make it yours. That is the true spirit of Thanksgiving. Okay? All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to making it happen. So we shared these recipes with Rose and she got to grilling. After the break, we'll get Rose back on the line to find out what she made and how it went. Welcome back to Dinner SOS. Before the break, Kendra and I gave Rose some grill-ready recipes to make her Thanksgiving shine, even without a kitchen. So we got back in the studio and called Rose to see which turkey and whose side options she decided to make. So I decided to go with Chris's recipe for the uh, dry brined turkey. Kendra, uh, Rose went with my turkey suggestion. Um, Interesting. Okay, relax. That was one dish. I'm sure there were others. Rose, what else did you make? Yeah, so I did four dishes total along with the turkey. I went with the potato and chorizo packs on the grill. Um, And then I did two side dishes that Kendra suggested. So I did the lemon sumac green beans and the uh, pecan vinaigrette kale salad. Yes. (laughs) This sounds like a banger of a meal, to be honest. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just jotting this down because I'm just like keeping score here. Oh, God, help. <laughs> I feel like with nobody else, has it actually been that big a competition, Kendra? And like I suddenly just came like, in you're like... in the room and I'm like, hold on. <laughs> so they carry the one and then. Okay, so maybe mathematically it was a tie, but Rose picked the barbecue spice brined grilled turkey that I suggested. So I'm counting it. Let me walk you through the basics of how the turkey is made. First things first, you have to have the turkey by removing the backbone and splitting the breastbone. Your butcher can probably do this for you, or you can attempt it on your own. Next, make the dry brine with hot smoked paprika, savory, cumin, mustard powder, cayenne pepper, brown sugar, and salt. Cover the turkey with this mixture, then chill, uncovered, for 8 to 12 hours. Then, after rinsing the brine off and resting, grill the turkey on indirect heat. Rest before carving and enjoy. Kendra, can you walk us through the green beans and kale salad? Sure. So for the kale salad, 
You have this pecan vinaigrette, and the first step is toasting your nuts. Then you pulse them with garlic, oil, capers, and honey in a food processor, and then transfer that to a bowl and stir in apple cider vinegar to finish your dressing. You toss that with your kale and some radishes, and you've got this hearty, basically no-cook salad with a delicious nutty dressing. For the smashed green beans with lemony sumac, you sizzle your pumpkin seeds in a pan and blanch your green beans. That's your prep. And then you make a dressing by whisking lemon juice and sumac together, gradually streaming in your olive oil to emulsify the dressing. Then comes the fun part. You get to smash your green beans with a rolling pin or a wine bottle, whatever you have, and let them sit in that delicious dressing at room temperature or up to 12 hours in the fridge and all the craggy edges will soak all the flavor up. When you're ready to serve, you cut up an Asian pear, Toss that with your parsley leaves, green beans, pumpkin seeds. It's so delicious. Yum. And the potato and chorizo foil packs literally couldn't be simpler. You lay out a piece of foil, put fingerling potatoes and chopped chorizo on top, drizzle them with olive oil, salt, and pepper, fold up the foil, and grill until tender. Rose, wow, you did a lot. Yes, I I went a little above and beyond. I lucked out in that guests were willing to bring dessert. I'm glad you outsourced your dessert. I think you needed that break after doing so many dishes, but I'm super <laughs> proud of you for having your um, turkey, though. Can you talk a little bit about that harrowing process? Yeah. So I will say I'm very glad that I have a very good, sharp knife. Mm. That helped a lot. Um, having it was definitely hard. I I definitely had to do some research, look it up online, like what's the best way. I found a lot of forums about people who get very competitive about <laughs> smoking turkeys. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. A lot of suggestions for the best ways to have a turkey. Um, it just felt, I think, more intimidating than it actually was mm-hmm. in the end because I had never done it. And also because I was doing it on a little foldable table we set up in our basement, Oof, yeah. which Ooh. I think also lent to the atmosphere. That I think was was honestly the hardest part is I didn't think about the fact that not having a kitchen along with not having then the oven and everything means that I had no countertops. Yeah, oh. basement butchery is Ooh. a vision. Um, but it, honestly, didn't it work so well when you only had the half turkey to worry about? Yeah, yeah. Having it cut in half made it so much easier to grill. I think it also really helped with the... Um, intimidation about trying a dry brine for mm. the first time because mm-hmm. with the wet brine it's like okay the turkey's fully submerged i know that everything's brining well with the dry brine i was a little bit more concerned mm. about getting everything really covered but having the the halves of the turkey laid out it was like oh okay i can actually get everything nice and brined yeah it's kind of amazing how a, a whole turkey feels like monumental but then you cut it in half and suddenly it's like oh it's now like kind of two-dimensional, you know, it accesses parts of the turkey that that are kind of relatively inaccessible that you then kind of expose when you have the turkey. I'm, I'm sorry that it was quite so challenging to cut it, you know, in half. And sometimes, you know, I think a sharp knife is the way to go. Other times, maybe even a serrated knife, mm. you know. Yeah, serrated is what we ended up using. I okay. had a nice, like, big serrated one. So that was Definitely yeah. the way to go. It, it's just, I mean, at that point, you're you're practically sawing it. And honestly, like a saw wouldn't be the craziest idea. I mean, you know, results not guaranteed, off-label usage at best. Absolutely um, not for me. Um, <laughs> so spooky. <laughs> um, so, and talk us through the the rest of the, the menu and how all of that went. Yeah, the rest of the menu, I think it all went really well. Um, I think the next most challenging dish to make was the green beans, if only because, again, no kitchen. Mm. Uh, So for those, I used the Instant Pot, 
uh, it has that saute setting. So oh. I was able to uh, saute up the um, pumpkin oh. seeds and then just nice. uh, use my electric kettle to get a head start on boiling the water. And again, just blanched them really quick in that. That is so smart. You're like MacGyver. That's very creative. It's just funny the things that you take for granted, right, when you have like a fully functioning kitchen at your disposal and then you don't. And okay, so um, the foil packs, were there any pain points, you know, as you were kind of going through it? That one was easy. Um, I did double the amount of chorizo that was in them. So I did (laughs) add a little bit extra there. That was my one off recipe move, but I think that went over well. But that, yeah, that was super easy. Nice. And then the kale salad, you needed to blend the pecans into your dressing, right? Yeah, blend the pecans and also toast the pecans. So I used the air fryer for that. And oh that my god! Super simple. No stone left unturned in wow. your basement sort of ad hoc kitchen. I would have forgiven you for not toasting. I would have let you buy toasted pecans, and yet you really did it big. Incredible stuff. Um, I'm I'm literally stunned. I mean, like I thought, I just you were gonna have to just make everything kind of work more or less over the grill, and that would be your only heat source, you know. Um, and you were, I don't know, you really pushed the bounds of what was possible, and I think that's so cool. Yeah, and I will say, you just have to picture all of this. My basement is very 1970s wood paneled. Uh-huh. So when when you're mentally imagining me doing all this, it's in a very straight from that 70s show, Wood Basement. Perfect. I'm super proud of you. I think you nailed it. It sounds like you had an incredible party. You learned some new things that your appliances could do that you never thought. And I hope you feel a little powerful because honestly, it's like given the honest, like maybe the worst possible thing for a holiday that's surrounded in food that you are going to be out of kitchen, you managed to create like a really great time. Yeah. I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is like, if the worst does happen, I can totally make a nice meal. So I think that takes so much of the pressure off. Like, okay, there's something I can do. There's a solution. Totally. Got the backup plan ready to go. Well, Rose, we can't wait to hear of like what actually happens and, you know, whether the kitchen comes together and, you know, how it all goes, whichever way it goes. I hope for your sake, it's one week only added on and your kitchen is beautiful. (laughs) I hope so, too. (laughs) Thank you so much again, Rose, and happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. So Rose successfully grilled a turkey and made an entire meal without a kitchen. Hopefully your own Thanksgiving goes smoothly and feels like it's full of all the good things about the holidays with minimal stress. Before we sign off for our own Thanksgiving break, I wanted to close things out with a bit of advice from Rose, which she recorded after her well-fed guests had gone home. Maybe don't put yourself in a position where you don't have a kitchen on Thanksgiving, but if you end up in one by happenstance, pipe bursts, rental goes long, you're in good hands. You can still totally make it work. If you have a dinner emergency on your hands, write to us at podcasts at bonappetit.com or leave us a voice message at 212-286-SOS1. That's 212 212- 286-7071. You can find the recipes featured on today's episode, the turkeys and our side dish options, plus the rest of the Bon Appetit recipe archive on the new Epicurious app brought to you by Condé Nast. Just search Epicurious in the app store and download today. 
And if you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice and hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Dinner SOS is a Condé Nast Entertainment Original Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Morocco. My co-host this week is Kendra Vaculin. Our producer is Michelle O'Brien. Peyton Hayes is our associate producer. Jennifer Nolson and Amar Lal are our engineers. Special thanks to Scott Lee for engineering support. Next week, what to cook for your dinner party when you're up against a mountain of dietary restrictions. I just, I can't figure out what to serve besides water soup at this point. (laughs) Not to like, I don't know, sway you more in my direction, but I did come with dessert. All right, Cheaty McCheaterton. Maybe I'm going to be thinking about dessert and maybe I'm going to send her all kinds of stuff. Maybe I'll even give Rose my cell number and she can just like FaceTime me while she's cooking. Okay. Okay. There you go.